John chapter 6 verse 63, Jesus said, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. A warm welcome to the refreshing word of Calvary Baptist Church. You are in for an uplifting time in God's word. Enjoy the message. Today's message is taken from Romans chapter 5. Verse 1 through 5. It was delivered by Reverend Washington Dake, the Vice President Administration of the Ghana Baptist Convention. The title is Justified by Faith Unto a Living Hope. It's based on Romans 5, 1 to 5, and other scriptures that he will quote later on. Stay blessed as you hear God's word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, we bless and give you all the glory and the praise. Come have your way in our midst. And speak to us. Strengthen us. Encourage us. Build us up by reason of your word. In the name of Jesus Christ, let us find restoration, let us find joy, let us find peace, let us find hope, let us find victory as we hear your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This morning I'll be speaking to us on the topic, justified by faith unto a living hope. Justified by faith unto a living hope. We've seen the scripture already, but let's just quickly go through it again. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Beloved, we are told in the scriptures, in the same Romans chapter 5, from verse 6 to 11, before we met Christ or before Christ met us, we were powerless. We were ungodly. We were sinners. We were under God's wrath. We were enemies of God, without God, and without hope. If you are not a Christian, you have not surrendered your life to Christ, this is what your state is. You are without God. You are powerless. You are ungodly. You are a sinner. And you are under the wrath of God. God sees you as an enemy. That is very scary. For the creator of heaven and earth, the owner of creation, to see you one of the creatures as an enemy, it is scary. And I think that if you are here and you haven't surrendered your life to Christ, it is my prayer that by the time we end this session of preaching, or by the time you finish hearing the word of God, you consider surrendering your life to Christ. Because it 
doesn't pay to be an enemy of God. Amen? And it is because of our state that we needed justification so we can relate to God. Briefly, what is justification? It is God based upon his principles or principles of his righteousness graciously and fully acquitting sinners who repent and believe in Christ. That's the only way you can be justified. That God himself on his principles of righteousness graciously and fully acquitting sinner. A sinner who repents and believes in Christ. It is only justification that brings a believer into a relationship of peace with God. If you are not justified, God is a holy God. And, and we Christians say God can do everything. Correct? God can do everything, correct? Why? He cannot do something. Condone sin. He can't do it. He is too holy to accept sin. And he has consigned sin and sinners and all those who practice any kind of sin, he has consigned them to a certain place of damnation. But he needed to deal with the issue of sin. So in dealing with the issue of sin, rather than sweeping it under the carpet or pushing it somewhere, he decided by reason of the blood of his son to deal with sin. To cancel it, to blot it out, to wipe it out. So any sinner who comes to God, believing and repenting and asking for forgiveness, there is a provision for that sinner to come back to a justified situation to be able to relate to a God who is a God of holiness and justice. Hallelujah. So, if you are here and you have not surrendered your life to Christ, like I said earlier, you are under God's wrath. You are considered God's enemy. God has consigned sin and sinners all to a place of damnation. But he has made provision for you. So that he himself, by reason of making an arrangement to pay himself for our sins, because the pay that God took in the blood of Jesus did not go to Satan. It came to God. So he paid himself a payment we should have paid to himself so that we can be made right. And so God, based upon his Principles of righteousness graciously decides to acquit a sinner who repents and believes in Christ fully so that you can be able to relate with him. Without that, that enmity between us and God will continue. Adam disobeyed God and brought sin leading to death and condemnation. 
that is what we are by nature. I read the gospel tract some years ago. The first page is what must I do to go to hell? The second page is blank. The third page, they've written boldly across it, nothing. The fourth page, then they explain nothing because all you have to do to go to hell, you have done already. Then the message of salvation followed. You don't need to do, you have done it already. By nature, an object of wrath under God's condemnation. So Adam brought all this, but Christ brought obedience. And the obedience, by reason of his obedience, he availed grace to us. In place of sin, he granted us grace. In place of the death for all, we have life for all. And in place of the condemnation, we have justification. Hallelujah. So, this justification that we have, my sermon topic is justified or justification unto a living hope. So this justification that we have gotten has some benefits in us or in it for us and many times we don't really bring our minds to it. Oh yes, I have been justified as a child of God. But there are certain details in this justification that if time permits, I'll share just about four or five of them with us. So we understand what we have gained as Christians, so you understand what you will gain if you surrender your life to Christ and get justified, you understand what you gain and live in it and have a living hope, a real living hope. Hallelujah. Number one is that justification gives us peace with God. Being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Sin brought that quarrel between us and God. That enmity between us and God. So, we walked around with the sin and with the guilt. But God had to find a way around for us. To take away not only the sin, but also the guilt. Because once sin is dealt with, you don't need to carry guilt around. I met a man some years ago. On one of my rounds in house-to-house evangelism. And this man said that he understands what I'm talking about, forgiveness. But he can never be forgiven. I said everything in this world, he says he can never be forgiven. I even told him that even Sebi, Sebi, Charles Taylor, at that time, had killed a lot of people. If he repents now, God will forgive him and will meet him in heaven. So what about you? He says, okay. He understands. God will forgive him. But his guilt, the guilt will not allow him to feel free because of the things he has done. So that kind of peace in a joyous relationship between a father and a son who has been forgiven, he cannot have it because he's still carrying guilt. But thanks be to God, by reason of the blood of Jesus Christ, by reason of the finished work on the cross, God himself sitting in judgment and he says that when a sinner repents and believes in his provision of Christ on the cross, that sinner is justified. 
graciously and fully acquitted. Someone said that justification is just as if you have not sinned. Just as if. And the benefit, once that guilt is gone, you have peace with God. And that peace is immeasurable. It allows you to be able to enter the throne room of God anytime without any burden, without any fear, any kind of fear of rejection or fear of reprimand or fear of rebuke of any sort. You are able to go to him and relate to him like a father who has forgiven a son who has gone wayward. Amen? May that peace be yours. May it be yours. Walk around in that peace. In a strife-torn world, you still have peace with God. There may be all kinds of difficulties and turbulent situations around. What is important in this life is not so much whether there is peace in a few areas that you so much desire. Once you have peace with God, the other areas you need peace, they will follow. Because you have a man who is able to cause peace anywhere there is the need for peace and you have already established peace with him. So if there is no peace elsewhere in certain areas of your life, but you have peace with God, because of the peace you have with God, you can go on your knees and seek peace from him for any other thing in your life. Hallelujah. When we are justified by faith and we have peace with God, it's a great asset for a child of God. It's a great asset. It's a great asset. And by faith, faith we lay hold of that peace. Hallelujah. And beyond just the peace, there is some friendship, there is some loving kindness in the peace that God has blessed us with. Abraham believed God. It was credited to him as righteousness. Then God later says that, this is my friend. Hallelujah. When you have peace with God, can I tell somebody here that you are a friend of God? God is your friend. Jesus told his disciples, I no longer refer to you anymore as what? Servants. But I see you as my friends. My friends. So this peace grants us that friendship with God. Beloved, it is a dreadful thing for any man without Christ to think even about God. If we minus Christ, that is the Messiah, thinking about God is dreadful because minus the Messiah, every man is under the wrath of God. But with the Messiah, you have peace with God. Hallelujah. And this Christ does not only avail the peace, but he's able to sustain us in that peace. Preserve us in that peace. Strengthen us in that peace. Hallelujah. So, number one is the peace of God. Number two, justification gives us access to grace. It says that in verse two, we have access by faith into this 
grace. Into this grace. We have been justified by faith and we have access by this faith into this grace. So we enter into a state of grace. A position that is not where we used to be. So, as it were, by reason of Christ, our hands were held out of enmity with God, out of being under God's wrath, and we were ushered, 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 introduced. You know how Paul fell on the road to Damascus and he became blind and helpless and he needed to get up and he needed someone to hold him and lead him all the way to Damascus and get him somewhere to be. Even after he had regained his sight and was preaching and he came to Jerusalem, he needed Barnabas to introduce him to the apostles for acceptance. Hallelujah. Beloved, picture that. That is where a kind of situation in which we were. We, we were blind. We were helpless. We were lost. We were without God. And then we needed God. So, he made provision and introduced us into this grace. Literally held our hands by reason of the Holy Spirit. Convicting us of sin, of judgment, of righteousness. Our hearts began to open and we were ushered graciously. Graciously into this grace. And the apostle says that into this grace wherein we now stand. We now stand in that grace. You are in a different position now. You are no longer an object of wrath. You are no longer an enemy of God. You are no longer subject to condemnation. You are now standing in a position of grace, having been graciously ushered into it. Hallelujah. That is your stand. And I need you to understand these things because by the time we get to the issues of living hope, your appreciation of this peace, your appreciation of this grace will cause you to appreciate the living hope even much better. Then, in this justification, we have joy in hope of God's glory. We rejoice in the hope of glory because we know that at the end of it all, there is a certain glory awaiting us. So if I am lifting my hands and worshiping God and bowing before him and dancing in church, it is not because some dollars has hit my account. Necessarily, if it does, praise God for that. Hallelujah. But when all is said and done, I am looking forward to a certain glory of God. God's glory himself, God himself, his glorification will come upon us and we rejoice in it. We rejoice in it. I invite you, you who have not surrendered your life to Christ, you who, if the trumpet sounds, you are not sure whether you will be ascending with the saints or not, I invite you that there is a certain glory awaiting the saints. Come share in this glory. Come share in this glory. Come share in this glory. And it is only those who have access 
by faith into this grace of God, who may now hope for this glory of God hereafter. Make it your decision to be part of it now. Now. Now is the time. Hallelujah. By reason of the justification, number four, we joy in suffering. We joy in suffering. Some people don't believe that Christians should go through suffering. I don't know which Bible they read. So in, at weddings, they don't say for better, for worse. They don't say for richer, for poorer. Because they don't believe that suffering is part. But our master went through suffering. And we can't expect less. But if you have been justified, the Bible says that we joy in, we rejoice in suffering. We rejoice in it. Without Christ, suffering cannot make you rejoice. Hello? Without Christ, suffering produces impatience, pain, strife, cheating, stealing, and all kinds of vices because of suffering. Without Christ. But with Christ, because of what I'll be speaking about, that, that living hope, by reason of the justification, that I have some peace, that I have some grace, even when I go through some times of suffering, whether by that it is, it is imposed, whether it is uh, self-imposed, whatever form it is, as a child of God, as a child of God, as a child of God, I have a certain peace and I have a certain grace that causes me to still rejoice in the midst of the suffering. Hallelujah. And the apostles, they suffered, they were lashed for preaching Christ and they came back rejoicing for being found worthy of it. Count it all joy when you go through all times of trials, the scripture says. You should count it joy. All times of trials. Look, see, it says all times of trials, whatever form it is. Because at the end of it, it is a testing of your faith. Whatever form the trial or the suffering is, it is a testing of your faith. And when you joyously, joyfully go through it, the scripture says that suffering produces perseverance. It produces perseverance. Some other scripture says patience. But without Christ, suffering produces impatience. But with Christ, it produces patience. May that be your portion. When next you encounter some difficulty and some suffering, as a justified child of God, remember that this thing I'm going through is going to produce a certain patience in me. It will produce some perseverance in me. Some tenacity in me. Some ability to be unbreakable. To produce it in you. And, 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 and perseverance produces character. And some other renditions of the word character is experience. Because the suffering producing perseverance, you are going through certain experiences that are, is building your character and you are being trained in one discipline or one area or the other and your character formation is just being formed or being put together. So, perseverance 
produces experience or character. And as you go through it, in all sincerity and remaining faithful to the Lord, your character will produce hope. That experience, all the things you have gone through, all the things you have gone through as a justified child of God, living in peace with God and living in the grace where you are standing, that you have been justified and going through suffering, that suffering produces patience or perseverance, which produces character and has now given you a certain hope. That kind of hope that has gone through the mill, that has experienced all kinds of storm, all kinds of situation, that kind of hope, the Bible says that it does not disappoint. It doesn't put to shame. It doesn't put to shame. May your hope never be disappointed. You, your hope will not disappoint. It will not disappoint. It will not be put to shame. You have hope for some elevation in the office. You have hope for some marriage, you have hope for some childbirth, you have hope for some correction in your family or your children, you have hope for something to be turned around in your, in, your, in your husband's life, in your wife's life. There is some hope that you have concerning your own spiritual hope. There is a hope that you are nursing for some elevation spiritually, physically, or any kind of hope. May I submit to you, child of God, who is justified by faith, that that hope shall not disappoint. That hope shall not disappoint. That hope shall not disappoint. Because by the end of it all, it is turning out one of the best. Coming out as gold. Your experience is turning you out as gold. And in all these things, the Bible says that because the spirit of God has shed the love of God abroad in our hearts. The spirit of God. So, if this whole thing is Holy Spirit leading. There is enough assurance that your hope will not disappoint. Believers in Christ, we do not live in dead hope. Our hope is alive because it is by the Spirit of God. And the Spirit is alive. Hallelujah. Because the Spirit is alive, our hope is alive. We have gone through as justify, when you are a justified child of God, you walk in a living hope. Hallelujah. Jesus is alive. He is the source of our hope. Hallelujah. Let me share one scripture with you and then wind up on this idea of a living hope. Job chapter 14 verse 7 to 9. At least there is a hope for a tree. If it is cut down, it will sprout again. And its new shoots will not fail. Its roots may grow old in the ground and its stump die in the soil. Yet at the scent of water, it will bud and put forth shoots like a plant. Beloved, I like the last part of the text. Yet at the scent of water, not even the water itself, the scent in Sion Pampine. The scent of water. When your hope is alive, you only need a scent of water. You only need a little scent of water. 
for it to begin to sprout and shoot forth and begin to bud. Just a scent. And may I submit to you that messages like this represent a scent of water. Messages like this. And sometimes experiences we go through, sometimes in our times of prayer, God releases a certain scripture to you and that scripture is just a scent of water. Just a scent of water. That though you think that the stump is dead and the root is old, the root is not dead. It is old. It is not seen. It is under there. Your justification is still intact. Hallelujah. It is still intact. That is your root. It is there. The flowers and the top, this may be looking dry, but the bottom line is that you are still a justified child of God. The root is still in place. All you need is a little scent of water like a message like this. Like a word for the season. Like a prayer time that God speaks to you. Like some brother sharing a testimony for you. That becomes a scent of water. And your hope comes alive. And God begins to do things for you. And do things in your life. May that be your portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You just heard the radio broadcast from Calvary Baptist Church, headed by Reverend Dr. Fred Egbe. We trust you've been blessed. Do join us on Sunny FM every Saturday from 8 to 8.30 p.m. for an awesome time in the Word of God. Locate us right opposite the Mr. Biggs restaurant in Adabraka near the Kwame Nkrumah Interchange. As well, we're in Shiashi across the motorway from the Accra Mall. In Oibi, we're near the Cares Valley Event Center at the Goyle Filling Station. Our Amasamain campus is on the Danbridge Montessori School premises near the Amasamain Government Hospital. Again, we're in Botiano, opposite the Botiano Polyclinic. Otherwise, follow us on Facebook at Calvary Baptist Church GH and on YouTube at Calvary Baptist Church TV or email us via calvarybaptistghana at yahoo.com. You can also call us on 024-369-0485 or 0302-231-854 or reach us on WhatsApp number 0200-181680. God bless you.